This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. He's bought Twitter. Elon Musk did it. He has purchased Twitter for $44 billion U.S. Wow, man. There was speculation this wouldn't happen. Like, maybe Elon was saying he was going to do it, and then he realized that Twitter was going to accept the offer he wanted to get out, but he walked into Twitter headquarters carrying a porcelain sink earlier this week with a big grin on his face and then tweeted out, let that sink in. He has changed his Twitter profile description to Chief Twit. (laughs) So this is legit. Elon Musk is... The owner of Twitter. Even the $44 billion deal, it's all so silly. Like, when he does things, like, the sink, he brought that in just for that stupid pun. He does such weird things just for, like, little jokes that aren't even that funny. Rich guy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he gets a kick out of it, but... And uh, I'm sure he has a lot of people on the payroll that laughed like that was the funniest joke ever. Yeah, like it's their job, yeah. Uh Because he is is axing people as soon as he went there. He said he might fire up to as many as two-thirds of the staff. And like three or four of the main people at Twitter he already got rid of. So he's cleaning house right now. Yeah. He's got his Tesla. He's got his uh, rockets, SpaceX. And now he's got Twitter as well. He says that he is not going to let Twitter devolve into the Wild West. He says there will still be consequences. You can't just say whatever you want on the platform. But he uh, has been saying it's all about free speech. I'd like to see him get rid of the algorithm. In, so that you don't, you're not living in a bubble kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're forced to see stuff that you disagree with, and you're forced to be your own algorithm and, and root through different points of view, different opinions, and you're not just seeing stuff that makes you happy all the time, right? Yeah, or yeah. stuff you agree with always. Yeah, I agree with that. But to be honest, the algorithm sometimes works. Like if I'm on YouTube, I want to see the things that I've been searching, you know, and I, and I do want to be suggested the things that I'm likely more interested in. So it does have negative consequences for sure, but it kind of, it is kind of effective in a certain sense too for the consumer. Maybe an on off switch. Yeah. Yeah. For the algorithm. Nice. Mm-hmm. The bubble popper, <laughs> right? I want to be in Free the bubble. Idea. I want to be out yeah. of the bubble. We will see how this goes. Uh, A lot of people threatening to leave Twitter because of Musk taking over. I haven't seen anyone actually doing it yet, uh, but uh, he is in charge now. He is the chief twit. $44 billion. If you got that kind of cash lying around, why not, huh? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Gas prices getting stupid again. And to talk about it, we uh, have our... Pal, the gas price wizard on social media, you need to be following him to stay ahead of the prices going up at the pumps. Dan McTagg is with us. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jim. Hey, Taz. Uh, The blizzard of Oz speaks again, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what is going on here? Earlier this week, uh, gas prices went up about $0.06, and then like 12 hours later, another $0.07, and we're expected to see another $0.07 increase today. Well, yeah, you're going to get the increase today. Uh, you've seen it already. We're at 176.9. So you saw, uh, look, we started the week in many places uh, in the 159, 160 range. Then it uh, jumped six cents, then seven cents, then three cents today. And then tomorrow it goes up four. So all in all, in the past four 
working days, uh, we've seen gas prices uh, rise 20 cents a liter. So, yeah, something's uh, something's amiss, and it really has a lot to do with the fact that uh, as the weather starts to get colder, uh, not just gasoline, but diesel prices are starting to push back up to record levels, and it just means that there's one word at play, shortage. Uh, there isn't enough of it to go around, and, you know, uh, we have to start to figure out how we're going to uh, manage through this uh, very cold season ahead. Explain this to me. I saw an article saying that uh, the the gas company Shell has reported profits of $9.5 billion for their third quarter compared to $4.1 billion in the same quarter last year. So if there's a shortage, uh, you know, that's one thing. But if why are the, the gas companies making record profits? Well, look, uh, so Exxon, uh, uh, Chevron are all going to make the same comments, and you're going to see that this morning. Record, historical, even for them. And one, one simple answer, and it really is coming down to this. When you have governments around the world say, saying, stop producing oil, the war on, on, on fossil fuels, they're simply taking the money and uh, giving it to, to their shareholders. They're not allowed to reinvest. They're being told no more pipelines, no more uh, production of fossil fuels, no more emissions, emission caps are saying, fine, you don't want us to produce. These are dogs that are told they can't hunt. And they keep them on a leash. Of course, they're going to do well, but they're in the process. They're, uh, they're not reinvesting the money where that should be. And that's every barrel of oil that we're using today, Taz and Jim, is not being replaced by a spare barrel of oil out there. And worse, we got OPEC saying, hey, we got our customers in Asia. We don't care about you guys in North America. You have plenty of oil. You got to ask yourself why the heck the Biden administration slapped every Canadian in the face uh, by, uh, you know, by shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline. Instead, they're borrowing a million barrels a day from their strategic petroleum reserve, which is used for emergencies, not for price, uh, you know, uh, price considerations. So, I don't know. I'm. It's a bad situation. The optics are not good anywhere. But uh, I, I lay blame where it should be. The damn politicians out there that are uh, choking the world off what it desperately needs a lot more of. Other than that, Russia can simply supply the rest of the world, I suppose. So you're saying that, that the record profits, there are record profits now, but since they're not replacing the uh, oil that's being used with anything or investing in anything, that those record profits, I mean, the honeymoon is going to be over at some point. Well, you're constricting a supply that the world needs more of, not less. And these morons are going around saying, oh, no, climate change. And it's look, I don't care if people uh, have a concern about these things, because I think it's important that we all do and manage our best expectations. But if they are going to ignore the fact that at a time in which the world wants more natural gas, more diesel, more heating fuel, more propane, more oil, and you say, no, we don't want to do that because we have, you know, climate grifters uh, walking around saying, uh, no, uh, we can't have any more of that. We have to have all electric cars. Those things are built with oil as well. I guess what it comes down to is uh, you're going to see more companies make more money because they're simply pocketing it. They're not allowed to reinvest it. And unfortunately, that's on us as voters for voting for these woke types. Time to buy a bike? Uh, Well, that's made in China, so I'm not so sure. Uh, And it also (laughs) takes oil and uh, minerals and other things that can't be processed without diesel and uh, without coal. Look, Germany, uh, other countries in Europe have gone through this whole thing of this transition. They spent trillions of dollars going to solar and wind, and it didn't work. It failed. Now they're polluting the world with coal. Canada has a better option. We've got the third largest provable reserves in the world. Guys, I think we really need to get real, get Canadian energy back into the world markets. And to do that, I think most Canadians are supporting us, except for the 13% fanatics out there who think that we can live in the state of nature eating acorns and wearing animal skins. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I'm on fire this morning, guys. I have to be. Yeah, yeah it's sad, it's it's sad. Listen, I, anyone who pulls into a gas station, I think, is going to be as fired up as you when they mm-hmm. see that the uh, cost of gas has gone up 20 cents in less than seven days. I know. I know. Listen, I was a Liberal MP for 18 years. Uh, you voted for these people. Uh, you got to pay for their policies. Uh, now, how do you like them? Because unfortunately, that's what it's coming down to. People have made a decision to elect these folks to impose these kind of restrictions. If Canada did not prevent pipelines from being built, your Canadian dollar would be worth, uh, you'd be down 35 cents a litre in terms of the price of gasoline today, just on the Canadian dollar value alone. Dan McTagg, follow him, Gas Price Wizard on social media. I mean, the thing that uh, probably affects you uh, is the price of gas, and you let people know when it's about to go up or down, so we appreciate that. Dan, thanks for joining us here, and try and have a nice weekend. I'm going to try, Taz and Jim. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Have you bought your Halloween candy yet? I don't know. I'm just talking to my fiancé on Facebook, and uh, I said, hey, you want to eat candy and watch Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors tonight? And she said, did you find the candy I hid from you? So she bought it. There's been candy in the house the whole time? I'm surprised I did not sniff it out. But she is smart because I would have eaten it by now. 100%. The candy's calling from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Did she say what kind of candy? No. She says there's lots of it, though. Hmm. It's not, well, it might not last till Monday now. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, a buddy of mine bought some Halloween candy. He told me um, yesterday, hey, bought some Halloween candy if you want to stop by. Big mistake, of course. He's on the way home from work, so mm-hmm. I stopped by, had some Halloween candy. And then my wife was on a, uh, a Zoom meeting for work until about 6 p.m. last night. And we were in the house. The kids were getting restless. They started screaming and yelling, trying to get into the office where mommy was working. So I said, let's go for a drive. Where are we going? I said, I know a place that has free candy. <laughs> Early trick-or-treats. <laughs> so we went and picked up some candy yesterday from my pal Hudson. Yeah, yeah. And the kids weren't even in their costumes, were they? No. Whoa, lucky. Super lucky. That's not a bad idea, though, because if you keep the treats in your kitchen, it's very easy just to get up off the couch and have another one. Those little chocolate bars oh, yeah. go down quick. And then you go back, you watch another five minutes. Mm, you know what? I could do another Reese's uh, peanut butter cup. Yeah. You go stuff another one. But if you have to get in your car and drive to your friend's house where you're storing the candy. Yeah, yeah. Then you're probably going to eat a little less. True. And you never realize how much you're eating until you clean up the wrappers. And then you go, holy crap, there's 30 wrappers. I thought I ate five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another tip. If you are going to be stuffing your face with Halloween candy, throw the wrappers out one at a time (laughs) as soon as you finish. Because I've done it too. You look look on the cushion next to you on the couch and there's a mound. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've just raked the leaves, but it's candy wrappers on your couch. (laughs) Yeah. So you're still getting all the calories, but a fraction of the shame if you throw the wrappers out as you go. It's all about the shame. Yeah. If the ra- that kind of energy. If the wrappers aren't visible, did you even really eat the candy? Hmm. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We have people complaining here. We're just going through some text messages. People are complaining because earlier we uh, played Add a Member with Game of Palooza, and the song was Monster Mash. You had to guess the song as we added different instruments into the mix. People are mad we didn't play the full song. They wanted to hear Monster Mash. 
It is kind of a tease, like because you want to hear it once a season. I think. Yeah. I think, and it's same too with, early though. Is I, it? I think Monday we yeah, might be able to yeah. get away with a monster mash. Maybe we'll throw in. There's some great versions of Ghostbusters out there. Yeah, yeah. That we could play on the show. But it's like Christmas carols. Like you don't want to hear them December first. You may think you do, but you really want to hear them December twentieth, like right before. You don't want to hear them multiple times. You want to hear like all the classics yeah. once a season. Okay, maybe Monday we'll play the Monster Mash for for everybody. Not today though. It's too early. Mm-hmm. It's not even Devil's Night yet. <laughs> <laughs> we were also talking about Halloween candy and how it's tough to have self restraint when you have that giant bowl of candy just sitting around your house. Mm-hmm. Jim's fiance has had candy in the house. He just found out that she had hidden it from him. She knows me so well. Smart move. Did yeah. she say what kind of candy it is? No. No, I'm assuming it's like the multi-pack, like the 120 you know, Smarties, Kit Kat, yeah. whatever the heck That's else a is classic. in the house. Yeah. I, I do like the, the Reese's Pieces better. Yeah. The Reese's Pieces, the Cookies and Cream, and the uh, peanut butter Arrow? cups. Okay. No, arrows in with the coffee crisp, right? You're right. Yeah, with the Kit Kats too. I also, I also like the uh, the mixed candies, like the uh, the Swedish berries and the Sour Patch Kids, right. and they're all like the candy fuzzy ones. peaches. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. Oh, so many good ones. I am getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a listener sending us a good tip here. Yeah. Um, we we mentioned that. You don't realize how many of those little chocolate bars you eat until you look at the pile of wrappers next to you on the couch. Solution for that. Hey, guys, I got a good tip. So you think you ate less candy. Just think you ate less candy. I eat a Smarties box first. Start with the Smarties. And then I stuff all the wrappers in the Smarties box. (laughs) It's like a little garbage can I can hide my shame in. That is a good little strategy. I kind of do it in my car, like with uh, when there's wrappers or whatever lying around, I'll like stuff it in an old Tim Hortons cup. Yeah. And there's still the exact same amount of garbage in the car. It's just condensed. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it may look like you only had three or four boxes of Smarties, but you got all the other wrappers stuffed inside those boxes. Just bursting at the cardboard seams. Brilliant. Yeah. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Gets underway tonight. We got the Phillies versus the Astros. And it's always interesting when Mattress Mac is in the mix. He's a furniture store owner down there in Texas. And he's got a pretty good system going here. He makes a huge bet on a sporting event and has a sale. If he wins the bet, you don't have to pay for your furniture. Mm-hmm. But if he loses the bet, you've got to pay. So he sold all that furniture. Either and, way. Yeah, and he probably uh, cuts his losses significantly, if not makes money off yeah. all the furniture sales with his promotion. Well, he's done it again. He is in Texas. He's an Astros guy. And he is looking at a huge payout if the Astros win the World Series. He is set to win. Now, this is a gambling record if he wins it, Taz. $75 million. This will be the biggest win on record. I mean, who knows what kind of illegal gambling has been done in Vegas over the years, but this is on record the biggest payout ever. He bet $3 million on the Astros back in May when the odds for a payout were way better. And then since then, he's placed an additional $7 million on Houston. So $10 million down, could pay $75 million. Earlier this year, he won $15 million when Kansas won the NCAA tournament, 
He did lose $9.5 million on a wager that the Cincinnati Bengals would win the Super Bowl. Hey, that's gambling. <laughs> He's still up $5.5 million for the year. For now. He also dropped $6.15 million when Alabama lost to Georgia in the NCAA college football playoffs. So he doesn't always win. But this would be one for the ages. I think if he's not in the black after after this win, then maybe it's time to stop gambling, Mattress Mac. Yeah, yeah. $75 million? Yeah, and specifically the deal for his consumers, like his mattress or furniture buying clients, consumers who bought a sleep set of $3,000 or more this fall would get their money back if the Astros win the World Series. So there's a bunch of people also rooting for Mattress Mac here, more probably more than the Astros themselves, but that would know. be amazing. I, I, I don't know if I'm rooting for him. Are you? I, yeah, I think it's fun. Who loses? Like, there's no victim here. It's all fun. The only people who's losing money are the bookies. The people who bought the mattresses are getting free mattresses. But if I, they want, win. I want I want Philly to win. Okay, well that's fair then. I want Philly to win because of uh, Rob Thompson, the. Uh, Canadian manager of the team. He's from Corona, Ontario. That's, yeah. uh, we get calls from Corona, sure. Sarnia area. And if he loses, all he'll be is a millionaire with a dream job. I don't feel bad for him if he wins or loses, to be honest. You got to think, though, that's a big hit. How, how much are the uh, people who accepted that bet sweating right now? Yeah, especially if they didn't have the money and it's on their line of credit or something. <laughs> Or do you mean his gamblers that he's like the bookies? Yeah, the house. Oh, yeah, the, the house, house has got to yeah. be freaking out. I'm sure they've been calling Mattress Max saying, hey, "You want to cash out? Sure, we'll give you we'll give you 20 million right now, Mattress Mac, if you just back out of this one." Yeah, maybe. Or if they if they win, I mean, what a sucker he is! Truly, 75 mil. Well, I guess he's only 10 mil deep. He's only 10 mil invested, so he would only lose 10 mil. But that's but he can win seventy five mil. Somebody's stressed out about yeah. this. The it, Astros are feeling the pressure. It may not be Mattress Mac, but I guarantee somebody is stressed out about this. Bet. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Matthew Perry. I think I'm going to have to read his book. He's been uh, he's been brutally honest about a couple things. Wanting Keanu Reeves dead. Yeah. He did have to backpedal on that one after internet backlash earlier in the week. And now he has admitted to, and it looks like it's been confirmed, that he was almost a homewrecker in Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen's relationship. Hmm. So he claims in the book that in 1990, when he was working on a short-lived sitcom named Sydney. With Val- Valerie Bertinelli, there was a time where he was at the Van Halen residence. Eddie Van Halen was drunk and passed out 10 feet away when he and Valerie Bertinelli had a elongated makeout Whoa. session. Oh, could you be more of a scumbag? <laughs> He's in the guy's house. Yeah, that's brutal. He's making out with the guy's wife. While the guy is passed out yeah. 10 feet away. Now, she's worse in the scenario, I will say. Why is Valerie that? Valerie Bertinelli. Because her, it's her husband. He's just a guy who's like, holy crap, I'm in a huge house. I'm young. Uh, what am I doing? She, her, it's her husband. She's the one who gave her oath to Eddie, not Matthew Perry. I think it makes them both look They're bad. They're both bad, but she's worse. Uh, Matthew 
put this in his book. Valerie posted on TikTok with the text, anyone else misbehave in their 20s and early 30s? Are you mortified? Is that confirmation that it actually happened? Hmm. I think we need to do some math here. How old is Wolfgang Van Halen? Oh, my God. Imagine. Okay, Wolfgang is... Oh, he was born March 16th, 1991. Interesting. 1990. He's lucky that he, uh, he plays those guitars and drums so well. That does... Truly, yeah, yeah. ...lend to the fact that he's Eddie's son. But honestly, look at the guy. I could see him being Matthew Perry's son. Look at him next to Eddie Van Halen. And then look at him next to Matthew Perry. And if you didn't know either of them, tell me who you would guess was the dad. Right? If you never saw this man drum or play an instrument, I would lean towards Matthew Perry. Really? (laughs) Yeah! You know, when Matthew Perry let himself go a little bit, like Wolfgang's a bigger fella, you know, they kind of look like they... Could I don't be even like that son. we're putting this out there in the universe. It's not true. There's no way he's not Eddie Van Halen's kid. Anyways. Well, I don't know. Matthew Perry says it was just a make-out session. Okay. Valerie uh, acted like nothing happened when they were on set the next day together. And Perry says he was crushed by that. <laughs> um, but luckily the sitcom got canceled a few weeks later and they never had to see each other yeah. again. Would have been awkward if it got picked up. <laughs> Renewed for 10 seasons. <laughs> Matthew Perry. Wishing Keanu dead and being a home wrecker for Eddie Van Halen. What else will this book reveal? Who's next? <laughs> Did he kick Lassie at some point? <laughs> Jeez, this guy. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that peacock it's really annoying, and I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Got, got. Cocoon. I want to see your peacock. Got, You want to see your peacock? Got, got. I want to see your peacock. Got, It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. World Series baseball starts tonight, Dev. Starts tonight with the Philadelphia Phillies in Houston to play the Astros. And I think this is going to be a fun series, maybe. I mean, the Phillies have to come out strong. If they don't win one of the first two games, this could be trouble for them. The Houston Astros have not lost a game so far in the postseason. They're one of the best teams in the regular season. They've backed that up so far in the playoffs, and they would be my pick to win the World Series. You cheering for the Phillies? You want the Phillies to win? I'm not cheering for anybody. I'm just cheering for the you know the light poles in Philadelphia. Maybe if I'm going <laughs> to cheer for anyone or anything, I don't particularly love the Phillies. I don't love the Astros. These are not your cheaters. Astros. Dusty Baker is in. There's a lot to cheer for uh, with the Astros. Dusty Baker, the Astros manager, hasn't won a World Series. He's someone I'd like to see win a title. There's a lot of new players on the Astros. Justin Verlander is making history with the Astros because. Just the second pitcher of all time to pitch in the World Series in three different decades. As great a career as Justin Verlander has had, he has never won 
a game in the World Series. Will wow. that change this time around? But also on the other side with the Philadelphia Phillies, you've got the Canadian connection at, at manager with Rob Thompson. I like Bryce Harper. He left Washington. They won the World Series. He goes to Philadelphia. Can he win one there? There's lots of fun storylines. I just want a good series. You got to go with the Canadian manager, though, no? Doesn't that tip the scales, Jim? Just, just for the anything. story? Yeah. Jim, are you cheering for the Canadian manager? 100%. I don't cheer for the Canadian players in the playoffs when the Leafs are out. I'd like to see Rob Thompson win if he does win, but I'm not cheering. I'm not an Astros fan. I'm not a Phillies fan. I'm just a baseball fan. You mentioned the light posts in Philadelphia. Uh, they lubed them up with Crisco oil uh, to prevent people from climbing them in the last series, and now they may be using something a little sexier. There is a webcam pornography company that has sent a shipment of lube to Philadelphia to keep people from climbing the light posts in celebration. Many gallons of this. I got two separate uh, press releases in my email this week. So they've sent this far and wide. They want everyone to know they are lubing up the light posts in Philadelphia. I'm a little worried if, if that stuff is flavored, people might start licking the poles. Mm, <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> Watermelon. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is, uh, is kind of scary for parents out there. You can call or text us anytime. 1-833-829-6546. That's 1-833-TAZ-JIM. We've received a message from one of our listeners who wants our opinion, Jim, on something that was sent home with their child from school. Yes, this email is from Chris. He says, this is a permission form for my five-year-old daughter to go to her kindergarten class, or go with her kindergarten class, to a one-day forest school at Fanshawe Conservation Area. Now, if you're not familiar with Fanshawe Conservation Area, it's in London, Ontario. There's woods, there's trails, there's a big dam. Very similar to a lot of conservation yeah. areas. <laughs> There's a lake. Sure. You Trees. Know, it, it would be like going to Forty Point or wherever. You know, it, it's 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 a nature hike. Sure. Basically, they're going on glorified park. Check out the long list of risks identified on the permission form. It sounds like they are going through military training. No wonder parents are so terrified to ten- send their kids outside. So he sent a picture that he took of the form here, and here it goes. Uh, the activities, as described above, involve certain elements of risk due to their physical nature. Injuries may occur while participating in these activities. The following list includes, but is not limited to, the following injuries. Here we go. Here's the list. Slips and falls, falls from heights, scrapes, cuts, bruises, muscle strain, twisted and or sprained ankles, knees, shoulders or wrists, burns, dirt or other materials in eye, impacts with other people, impacts with the wall, ground or other structures and equipment, entanglement, seizures, loss of awareness, eye strain, dizziness, disorientation, nausea, impaired balance, lightheadedness, fatigue, motion sickness, concussions, broken bones, physical and or emotional injuries, emotional distress, paralysis, other bodily injuries, death, and negligence of other persons. Whew. I feel like I'm in a pharmaceutical commercial here with yeah. you know, Surprise, the last guy voice. Surprised that diarrhea wasn't on that list. <laughs> Loose Is there stools. anything? Yeah, <laughs> put it on the list. For real. I mean... Is this a fault of the conservation area, the parents, or just the legal system that we live in where you can be sued for almost anything now and you have to cover your bases to the fullest extent? Yeah. Or is it the chaperones 
aren't as good at chaperoning as they used to be <laughs> on field trips. Like, it really it seems to be that they're trying to protect themselves here, right? Big time, big yeah. time. But it's a little unnerving. Like, is there, a, is there a specific example of every one of these injuries in the past? Burns? Death? <laughs> what has been happening on these nature hikes <laughs> with the kindergartners? If they just sent a note home to me, and my son's in grade one, if they said, hey, yeah, we're taking the class to the conservation area to go on a hike, is that okay with you? I'd say yes. And I would sign that thing in an instant. If they then listed all those, and they got my mind spinning about, you know, him falling from heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abducted by aliens. Was that one on there? Not yet, Should but be. it's maybe in the fine print. Let me scroll you know, down. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a worry wart. So they start putting these ideas in my head. Maybe I'm not letting the kid go on the field trip <laughs> anymore. Yeah. How badly does he need to learn about bark? You know, <laughs> if he's going to get burnt or die. <laughs> Rolling down a hill, rolling up a hill, <laughs> running into someone. Emotional damage uh, is mean, on there. Yeah, eye strain. What is he too looking at birds too hard? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Staring at the sun, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. Man, and I never way, really thought that, about all the things that could go wrong on a field trip. And literally, though, all those things could happen at recess, too. You know, like, if that could yeah. happen on a field trip, it could happen on a playground, recess, any day of the week. Do we know if this parent signed it and let their kid go? I mean, it's better than get find a daycare, though, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it mean my kid's not at home? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Send them on the field trip. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Let's take a look at sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock, here. Dev, you called the Thursday night game the Ravens took down Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Ravens went into half uh, behind the Buccaneers, but they started the third quarter strong, and that carried them through. I was a little worried for them because they went for it on fourth down, less than two minutes to go in that second quarter. Thought that, okay, you can get this. You tie it up. You go into half. You're looking good. They didn't do that. I was worried about the momentum for them, but uh, they pulled it out, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to struggle. Look at Jim scrambling for his phone over here. Oh, they won! Did you actually put money down after Dev uh, yeah. said Ravens yesterday? Yes, I believe. I believe in Dev, my guru, my mentor. <laughs> I put much? $5 down and it won $5. Nice. There, there we go. go. Nice. It's going to be a big weekend for old Jimbo. Plus, Dev gave me about five other scoops for the weekend. I bet on all of them. And did a parlay of all five games, Oh, too. no! So we'll see how I like you on Monday. Yeah, so I was uh, looking at a bunch of the games uh, coming up on Sunday and saw there were a couple of upsets potentially that I all kind of liked. So I texted Jim, I said the games, and then he texts back, I well, bet on them all. Well, you can't just say uh, I said the games, bet on them all. Tell the listeners, what are the games? I will tell them. I'm just telling the whole story of our conversation yesterday uh, afternoon. We, I'm a little worried now. We that don't I'm... have hours here. Get into it. All what right, are, what fine. Are the games? So I told Jim to bet on the Lions over the Dolphins. Okay. I told Told him to take uh, the Jets over the Patriots. Uh huh. Told him to take the Giants over the Seahawks and Rams over the 49ers. In three of the four cases, you've got home dogs, and then you've got the Giants, who are just perpetually getting disrespect from the bookmakers. Now, is one of those games your 
Peacock P-Lock of the Week? If I was going to go with the P-Lock of the Week, I mean, I would have to go with the Giants. I mean, the Giants and Seahawks is going to be an interesting game. The Seahawks have kind of surprised this year as well. Seattle can be a tough place to go in and play, but I really, really like the Giants this year. I really believe in their coaching staff, and I think they can pull that one out. I'm surprised you didn't say the Buffalo Bills over the Green Bay Packers is the P-lock well, of the week. Of those picks, the Giants are the P-lock of the week. Of all the picks in general, Buffalo uh, taking Green Bay to town and giving Aaron Rodgers more to complain about next week about his teammates would be the absolute lock of the week. Buffalo is going to win big over Green Bay. For your sake, I hope you're right. I don't need Jim coming in here on tilt Monday morning. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Thanks, bud. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. In London, Ontario this week, somebody walked into City Hall and they stole the mayor's chain of office. You know, in, in most cities, the mayor has like a decorative... Um, necklace Mm -hmm. that they will wear for big events or city council meetings, whatever it is. Um, Anyways, some guy walked into City Hall. He just took it from London. And they found the guy overnight yesterday. They found the guy downtown just walking around wearing it. So funny. He didn't hide it at all. He was probably so proud of himself. Police arrested the suspect in the downtown core while he was wearing the chain of office. A 33-year-old man has been charged with one count of theft over $5,000. Wow, Mm. that thing's worth some money. Fancy. If you were able to unload it. Uh, He was released from custody and is scheduled to appear in London court on December the 6th. I wish they went up to him and said, you're under arrest. He was like, diplomatic immunity. I'm the mayor. You can't arrest me. You're under arrest. <laughs> the, uh, the actual mayor of London, Ed Holder, well, he's, he's the mayor for now, um, he posted on social media, thank you for, to the members of London Police Service for their excellent work. <laughs> In locating and returning the chain of office to the city. There is much history associated with this piece. I'm grateful for the work done to see it returned. The, the, the police did get it back, so good on them. But how much work did they really put in? Did they just like drive by the guy and he's wearing it? Like, really? Maybe they responded to a call. He was on video. Yeah. So they all clearly looked at the video. I have a feeling whoever did this may be known to police. Mm. So mm-hmm. they probably knew who they were looking for. They didn't just see the chain around some dude's neck and say, sure. hey, there it is. Yeah, yeah. They know his behavior, kind of his hang, hang arounds or his hangabout yeah. areas. Yeah. People he associates with. Sure, sure. <laughs> his cabinet members, so to speak. <laughs> his, his counselors. Yeah, that's funny. You're under arrest. Nope, I've cut the police budget. (laughs) Sorry, you're fired. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.